Okay. Gemini. What do you know about it? Privatized paramilitary owned by Clay Barris. Agency does a lot of business with them. Is there more? Vernon and I served under Varus in the Marines, in Panama, Kuwait, Somalia. After he left the military, he started Gemini and tried to hire us. We both told him no. Except I was smart enough to move 1,500 miles away. Yeah, I blew that one. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. Hello, and thank you for listening once again. You have chosen wisely. Maybe. The greater good. The greater good. This is episode... No, wait. Cheap Seat Reviews. That's who we are. We are a podcast. (laughs) And we're a podcast that does things. We are the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. The greater good. There we go. That works. What I thought about doing is, and it, 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 I just remembered I wanted to do this bit, and yeah. I'm not going to go back and re-edit this because it's not worth it. We don't do that kind of thing. We yeah. also don't do that kind of thing. But I know, Sam, you've watched <laughs> WandaVision. I'm pretty sure, Andrew, you have too. Oh, gosh, yeah. Yeah. So what I was going to do is I was going to change the intro without telling you guys just to see if you would pick it up. So what I was going to say is Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the children. For the children. Yeah. So, but <laughs> I didn't I didn't know if you would catch on fast enough, you know, just so anyway. But as soon as that part happened in the show, it immediately reminded me of this moment here right. uh, for the greater good and where we stole that from. This is episode 332. We're not going to talk about WandaVision, which is as fun as that would be. We're oh, not. man, we could talk for a long time, especially since we don't know where it's going. Yeah, yeah, that, that would be cool. Right? Yeah, and I, I binged. Episodes one through four, which the four available, but we, that, which that th- might have been the best way to do it because the, the first two are a little slow if if you don't know where it's going. Well, right? there's a lot of nuggets that like you have to remember going forward, and I only had to remember an hour, as opposed to yeah. you that had to remember back two weeks. <laughs> you know, unless you yeah. watch them, watch one and then watch one and then two and then watch one, two, and three. Yeah. Which somebody I know may have done for the Mandalorian. Holy crap. I only did it for like, okay. Anyway, um, this is episode 332, and tonight we're talking about Gemini Man. The greater good. Gemini Man. Uh, (laughs) He's not a Marvel guy. Uh, He does kind of sound like a villain from the Mega Man series, though. He does. Yeah. Uh, And and for some reason, I thought... um, uh, Jurassic Park Crichton wrote a book called Gemini Man, but I could not find it anywhere. Oh. I don't think he, apparently he didn't, but for some reason I thought this was a Crichton thing. That's interesting. Right? I'm actually curious now, because I know there's Omega Man, which the movie I Am Legend is based on. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't do anything called uh, Michael? Not that I could, I could not find his, uh, a list of it, so. Interesting. I just did Michael Crichton Man. He's got Terminal Man, 
Yeah, maybe uh, Terminal Man, I believe, is probably what I'm thinking. Yeah. Is why he popped into my head. But no, he didn't do it. But this thing, doesn't this feel a little like something he would do? Right? Yeah, you a know. A little science yeah. you know, cloning, um, uh, you know, the action around it. It's, it's, it just feels like a Crichton story. It kind of does. It, it, you're right. It actually really does feel like a Crichton thing. Um, you guys are going to giggle, and I know you because you always do, but it also kind of feels like. Like a modern take on a on a on a Philip K. Dick book. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's along that same kind of line, yeah. right? The, you know, the use of technology and and where it could lead us type of type of idea. Yeah, definitely. I held I held back the giggle. You know, it's funny because oh. I remember when we did um, paycheck, <laughs> not payback, yeah. but paycheck. You and Chad <laughs> giggled every time, so I had to stop seeing his full name. I just had to use Philip. Me and Philip, <laughs> author Philip. I am Sean Hallred, and joining me tonight <laughs> is Andrew, only who only feels happy when he's on his belly and is about to squeeze a juice box. Jimison. Aww. <laughs> That's so sweet. Well, no, I was, I was upset. Yeah? Yeah. Because usually... When I'm on my belly, I'm asleep. Oh. And that, that's when I'm happy. Yeah. There, that's where. <laughs> that's I was trying to think of something that would, because I didn't want to you know, have you do squeeze a trigger, because that doesn't sound like you at all. That's why I thought, well, what would he be squeezing? Uh, a juice box sounds right. Or, I don't know. I couldn't think of anything that would be PG-13. That's, um, that's safe. Yeah. yeah. And Sam, <laughs> we can podcast now, or in five minutes, minus your teeth, Vector. Wow. All right. Well, um, let's keep the teeth. And uh, how about this? How about I take some of your teeth with a good upper cut from a motorcycle um, as I, I run it across your face? Okay, that sounds fine. Yeah. Just do a little shave, a little shave with the motorcycle. Yeah, no, it'd be a pretty close shave. I'll give you some road rash from the tire. Yeah, I have to get a close shave. You using Gillette? No, it's a Kawasaki. Oh, okay. That's cool. <laughs> All right, man. Gemini Man 2019. I will admit a couple things up front, and then there's going to be something else I want to do up front before we do anything else. Okay? Because I feel like I okay. have to do this. So the first thing I want to say is that I put this on the list because as soon as I saw it was streaming, I wanted to do this movie because I actually wanted to see this in the theater. I yeah. miss the Will Smith action flicks. I, I yeah, miss uh, them and I love them. And I've not seen Bad Boys 3 because my brother-in-law, who I usually disagree with on his movie selection, but we both 100% agree on the Bad Boy franchise 1 and 2. We both love them. And he said that Bad Boys 3 was so bad that it hurts the franchise. So I'd like, I've, I've decided not to watch it. We might do it for the like podcast, the but... It's like the last season of, of Game of Thrones completely killed the uh, momentum of that entire series. That's fair. That's a fair to say. I, yeah. I, having having yeah. only watched the final episode and the Starbucks Cup, I can only say that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I see what you're saying. I, and a lot of people said the same thing. So, yep. so I this was my choice. So whether you hate it or love it, this one's on me. And I'm yeah. here to say that I'm going to stand behind my decision because I had a good time with this. And yeah, I didn't have a bad time. Yeah. I, I, I enjoyed my time with it. I think uh, I, I like Ang Lee, Ang Lee as yeah. a director. 
And um, the only uh, one when we get more into it. We're going to get to um, it. We're going to do it now. We're going to do this now. Before we do five word reviews, which we all have, and I have two of them. I usually don't, but I have two of them. I'm just going to do this now so we can get it out of the way. Yes, there is some uncanny valley things uncanny happening. Uncanny valley, yeah. But yes. I but the majority is good. It actually is right? pretty good. Yeah. And I was surprised at how good it the majority of those scenes are. The the most of the time the only two times really that it What about you Andrew? You haven't said anything yet. I'm just curious about the uncanny valley. Did it bother you? Mm, not really. Okay. I mean it it I guess I expected it, and so I kind of ignored it. But there were a few moments, I guess, that did bother me a little. So if you if you're doing the show where you don't, if you're listening to the episode and you haven't watched the movie, this is not one I suggest you have to watch. But I think you should because it's a lot of fun. But here's what I thought was going to happen, and then what they did instead, I thought was actually better. So usually, if you have a scenario where you have an actor who has to play another character but himself they usually just have them do the same thing but mm-hmm. ang lee is smart enough because he's a good director said 50 year old body will smith his body is different than 23 year old will smith's body so they hired and i haven't looked it up and i need to look it up they hired a a, a different person to play his clone an actor yeah they got they got jada pickett smith to, to be in there. Okay. <laughs> someone slider, someone the same height, but someone slider in build because he wouldn't have an extra 30 years of bulk and fat. So, and then they, you know, they do the little dots all over his face and then they, they mapped Will Smith's face onto his. And so, yeah. so by doing that, there's some, there's some a little bit of weirdness, some a little bit, that's not a phrase, but there's some weirdness with... <laughs> Uh, it's like like I was Mario for a second there. It's a Mario. Yeah, it's I'm a little bit of pizza. Uh, there's a little <laughs> bit of, um, like the micro expressions don't quite work. You yeah. know, there's there's a couple the slow the slow expressions. Yeah, tend to be worse than than any kind of talking or fast. It's when they're trying to emote through the. The eyes that I think is is when it gets bad. I mean, those are and those those eyes are probably either Will Smith's eyes or the actor. Yeah. But to, to me, it was the mouth part, like when he's when he's having like the quiet chat scene with his with uh, Clive Owen. A couple of moments that kind of got me a little bit, and there was a couple of other moments, but for the most part, it was really good, and. You just kind of thought, okay, they they did it. They did a really good job. I mean, I think this is better than you know, like Leia from Rogue One. Uh, yeah, you yeah, know? definitely. Um, yeah, I just I thought they did a good job. So I just wanted to yeah. do that out front because I don't want. But it it also makes me wonder what would happen if they deep faked it, right? Using Will Smith's older images, which there's a plenty of of his face when he was 20 something years old if deep fake would have made it look better right i'm trying to think but i guess i don't know if it would the thing is is that when you do it that way though you're you're then you're literally just cgiing everything right you're literally having to computer yeah. everything so like the actor is not doing anything 
Well, no, no. The way that works is it basically maps the face and then puts an actor's face on it in that same, uh, how can you say it, expression. Yeah, and what they could have done if they would, if they were going to do deep fake, is they could have recorded it with just Will Smith, or you know his body double, just doing yeah. all the parts, his younger body double doing all the parts, and then deep fake just the face. And so, well, I think that's yeah, what they Will did. Smith is not doing the acting, but no, no, the, that's the body yeah, double. that's what they did here. The the Will Smith yeah. is not acting as Junior. That's another actor, and he's acting. And they they put those mm-hmm. little deep, those little sensor dots on his face so that when they map Will, face, Will Smith's face over it, it's just that mask that's reacting to his movements. Mm-hmm. So I think that, that that's kind of the same thing, right? I think that's kind of the the. the I'm not a hundred percent sure. I, I'm really not because you know it'd be it'd be something to look up, but I don't think it was. I think they 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 literally were doing frame by frame, trying to basically manipulate Will Smith's 50-year-old face onto the body. Oh, I don't think they did that at all. I, I, I haven't found anything that would suggest how they did the, how they did the technology. Uh-huh. But I, I think that's what they did. I think it's just it's the same technology they did for Avatar. Or any other time you have to have a different, you know, an actor is having to be a CGI thing. Like... Uh, Avatar is the best thing I can come up with. But, you know, like they had those little sensor dots all over their faces and they have a camera that's literally looking at their face so they can map what they're doing so that when they put them into blue people, they have those emotes. I think it's the same thing. They just, instead of it being a blue alien, which we have no visual reference what is, so we don't care what they look like, it's just Will Smith's face, which is why we cue in on it going, it's a little off. But, yeah. anyway, I, I think... It was pretty, pretty good. I mean, actually, it's, I think it's really good. And only like two or three times where I was like, yeah, that's obviously a, a, you know, not Will Smith. But it didn't bother me that much. So now that we've done that, we can talk about the yeah. rest of the movie and the merits of the movie and what we liked and what we didn't like. And we'll start off with Sam and his five-word review. All right, so my my fur my five word review, and this is going to sound harsher than than I meant it to be because um, I'll talk about that here in a second. But my five word is superb action in soulless story. And the reason I say that, first of all, the action in this movie is is amazing. the The motorcycle chase scene is flipping out of this world. It's so good. The mm-hmm. fight scenes felt like punches were being thrown, right? It, it felt physical and it felt really, really good. The problem I have in this movie is that in terms of emotional connections to these characters, I don't feel like it was quite there. I, I think at the end, we were supposed to be absolutely gut-wrenched when the, what looked to be, what, 16, 18-year-old kid is, de- is dead in the hardware store, right? Mm-hmm. And and um, Junior, not Junior. What do they call him? No, yeah, they called him Junior, or he calls himself Junior. junior yeah. So, sorry, yeah. And, and I think Junior was supposed to be like a son surrogate to to Will, mm-hmm. not Will Smith, to whatever his name is, Clive the older Henry. Will Smith. What is it? Henry. Henry. Right. And mm-hmm. I just felt like that the story 
of that connection was never really didn't come out as well as it probably could. Um, the uh, the chick that Corny loves, I can never remember her name. Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Yeah, I don't know if I I like her in this movie. Um, I like that she didn't turn into a love interest, which I was worried about there for a Me little too. while. Me too, I noted that, yeah. Right? Yeah, we, we just talked about that a few weeks ago with, with the age difference and things like that. Um, but I, I was proud of the fact that the director didn't go in that direction. Um, but I don't know if, if if she sold me completely on on her character. But the action alone makes this at least worth seeing. And um, I would love to see someone try to take that shot he took on the train um, at the beginning of the film and, and make it. So um, it was cool. It was a cool little movie. I'm glad I watched it. It was a good action play. Um, just like a lot of Ang Lee stuff, there was, I think he tried to get heady in it and just didn't quite get there. All right. So that's about it on my end. Okay. So while I was partially listening to your really good uh, <laughs> point, I was reading up. So here I just found an article on how they did junior. So I'm wrong. I'm 100% wrong in how they did that. The, the junior character is 100% CGI. It's hmm. it's a dude in a green suit, in a green screen suit. Yeah. He, it, it's not, I thought it was like they just CGI'd someone. No, it's just a green screen body. Um, the younger character is 100% digitally created. They didn't yeah. take my image and stretch on some of the lines. It's completely CGI character the way they did C, uh, The Lion King. They used my performance to create CGI elements. The skin is CGI. That's not my skin. To achieve the seamless young CGI version of the 51-year-old actor, Ang Lee worked with visual effects company Weta Digital. Um, you have to invent a new way to do it, said the director. I think Junior being a CG character is a requirement with this. It's a whole package. We do the whole body, not just the face. We go into detail probably no one has gone before with the layers. Hmm. Um, talking about how they they getting into the meat of the film uh, you can't just do it with makeup to erase wrinkles you have to do a different hairstyle basically they used um, footage from his time as in the uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and Bad Boys so they could get his body size right Okay. and then Smith yeah. joked that I get to see all the tragedies I committed in entertainment being because he gets <laughs> to look back at himself so I was wrong on that so that's I don't know. That's really interesting. Because I will say, because you said some of the fight scenes are really great. They really are. Yes, they are. And there's a yeah. couple of moments when they're fighting in the catacombs in whatever country they're in. There's a couple of moments where they got a little bendy. Yeah. You know, in the fight where I could tell yeah, it was a little cgi that... But I just yeah. thought they were just well, using I... that to, to help sell the fight. I didn't realize that that meant that the fight scene was, they would have been CGI'd. Both of them. Right, and that that one moment took me out just a little bit in the catacombs in that that fight scene because the speed at which these punches were being thrown and I you know I've watched professional wrestling and fighting and you know I've seen I've seen and I'm not talking about like WWE that kind of stuff yeah. I, you know I've talked I'm talking about the uh, 
MMA and, and that kind of stuff. You just, it didn't feel realistic at times. Uh, I felt like they're, they were, they almost look like, uh, what's his name? Mr. Fantastic, you know, with his, with the arms stretching with too stretchy far arms. from the body. Yeah. And it, it felt a little bit unrealistic in that one scene for me. Yeah. It reminded me a little bit, honestly, of like Avengers. You know, like at the speed, you know, like it reminded me of like the Thanos when he's fighting the Hulk. Like the speed's just a little off because these are beings of such enormous strength that it would be different. Yeah. And it yeah. it, it kind of got that way because there was a couple moments where I thought, okay, Will Smith is really great, but is he physically gifted? You know, is he, is, you know what I'm saying? Like there's a couple times where I thought that. But anyway. Uh, well, what you got for a five word, Andrew? Uh, I have better than the critics said. Yeah. Yeah. Because when this, I remember when this came out, there was a lot of hate for this movie. You know, it, it didn't get a lot of good reviews from some people. Um, and I couldn't figure out why, Yeah, you know, and I haven't seen it until today. I watched it today, uh, a few hours ago and it's, yeah. Okay. There was a little bit of an issue with the CGI a little bit, but that aside, the action is good. The story is good. Uh, you know, I think it's mostly original. I don't think we've seen anything like this before. Um, it, it was just a, a good film. I won't say that it's a, you know, Oscar worthy or anything, but it's certainly, it's certainly well done and better than a lot of movies that we've seen before. Yeah, I, I I actually agree with you. IMDb has it a five point seven. Um, I I'm just wondering if because Will Smith has had a, a kind of a a, bra, a a rash of some bad movies recently. Yeah, and you know going back to After Earth, which was just panned, and well, I mean, have you seen it? I've not. I haven't seen. Don't it. because I I suffered through about forty five minutes before I turned it off. Okay. It it's really really bad, and I, and I think that there's there's some other bad ones that he's done too. I mean, I've only seen part of Suicide Squad, and I didn't really much care for it either. Now, again, that's not my bag of tricks that those types of movies, but even what, I, Suicide Squad, yeah, it was okay. I I didn't have it wasn't like I turned it off. It was I didn't have time to sit and watch it, but okay. it wasn't enough that I went hmm. Now I that I have HBO pretty... now, I definitely need to sit and watch it. I just Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll watch it at some point. Honestly, if we it, the we're going to have to do it for the podcast and make me watch it, honestly. Um Yeah. But anyway, my point is is that I agree with you, Andrew. Is that I I think it's I don't think it's a bad movie. Now, to your point, I will say this, Andrew, about the being original. I think the element of the clone is obviously original. I think that's new. The idea of a, an agent that's really good at his thing who then learns more than he should is now being attacked by his government and has to kill high enough the chain to stop it. We've seen that movie before. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. 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 A, a bunch of times. Heck, we've done it. We've done that movie for the podcast, I'm sure. Um, so that, that part's not really all that original. I think, you know, the Bourne trilogy. Uh, well, I guess there's five of them now, whatever that is. Uh, the, Pentology, I don't know. 
made that up. <laughs> that that series did it did it fine, and frankly, I think a little bit better in some cases. But uh, but I still like that genre. I like that genre, honestly, and mm-hmm. I'm yeah. o- I'm okay with it. I, I'm okay with kind of big creepy government guy that has too much power in the CIA and is able to get away with these things and you know stuff like that. Well, and can we all just say how cool when they took out that gun and were aiming it at the hardware store and the tracer bullets were going through Oh, yeah, the minigun? Yeah. Holy crap. My my I was literally sitting there mouth agape like, "Oh, I love this. I am in love with this right now." Yeah. That's such a good part. Oh. That is yeah. I mean there's a lot of that stuff. I mean the action scenes again are are really good. Uh here we go. Here's my five word. I have two. So and again you have to I had to compound a word to make it five. So my first <laughs> one is Attack of the Will clones. Well, uh little Star uh, Wars. Uh, Attack of the clones. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. Word. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's not funny. I just Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My second one is, again, I had to compound what a word, but choose your weapon a dirt bike? A dirt bike. Yeah. And who trains like that, right? There's yeah. only, there, you'd have to train to be able to fight with a dirt bike like that. Yeah. I would think, right? I, it's just one of those things where you, you're wondering, like, at what part of training did this come up where Clive Owen was like, <laughs> At some point, you might need to attack a guy with a dirt bike. So I'm going to show you how to do that. <laughs> I don't know. It's like in all the Bond movies, right? You know, there there has to be a circumstance in which he's he's learning to do some of these see, tricks and and trade of the trade that he does. Yeah. But uh, you know, is it a classroom setting or is it? A, <laughs> yeah. Is it all? Else? Is it practicum? Is it? Is it? Is there? A, <laughs> or do they just take him out and throw him in the ocean and put weights on his feet? There you go. Now that's something. What was the point of that? I don't understand that part. Which part? Why? Well, why yeah, I think we drowned? kept we kept waiting for that to come to fruition somehow. I think is what what you're getting at, right? Yeah, it, it, I don't understand quite why he was basically tortured in that way. Oh, in the training in the in the part where he talks about how he took him out to the boat and dropped him in. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think was it to toughen him up, or I mean, it just it seemed strange to me. I guess maybe to see if he was willing to die for him. <sighs> okay, that's something. But I can... but that is something in the movie that wasn't totally clear. Yeah, I, that's something I can think of. I mean, the the fact that he has a fear of drowning has a payoff, right? Because when they both fall yep. in the water, uh, senior he goes down. Junior is able to swim away, and then senior has to get saved by. Um. The girl from, yeah, but I kind of got the, (laughs) I kind of got the Robin Hood Prince of Thieves moment, where he's drowning in the the river and then he just stands up and realizes it's just knee deep, right? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm right there with you. That makes that. I didn't feel like I didn't feel like that was really a payoff. And uh, to be honest, I didn't really think the whole allergic to bees thing was a payoff either. I mean, yeah, we see it for a second. I thought, you know, when that first was mentioned, when when they said, oh, I'm allergic to bees, I thought, okay, the clone is going to get killed by bees. This is how this is going to end. Yep, this is the final, yeah. And, and then it was just, well, I'm just going to peg him and 
in the neck with some bee venom just to <laughs> see if it's actually true. Like, really? Is that? The, I could have done without that. Well, yeah. The, the the point of it was to tie in the the to to give definite proof, right? There's probably other ways that they could have 100% proven that he is the clone. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like maybe during their fight scene, it shows him walking off with like he pulled off a bandage and has some blood or something. And then he's able to sneak into his dad's lab and find out the information, right? There might've been a better way to do it than to have him shoot him with a bee sting dart because, because here's the problem with it. Allergies are not genetic. Allergies are environmental. <laughs> so. Whoa, 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 whoa. Are we sure? Well, if, my if brother and sister. entire DNA is completely the same. Okay. Wouldn't the allergies be transferred as well? Why? Because allergies are in the genetic code, I would think. Right, but you can develop allergies as you get older. Oh, certainly. Right. Yeah. My my point is that like he's allergic but to you... bees, but maybe as a kid, he junior was grown up and ate farm fresh honey, and therefore <laughs> it was in his system. So that when a bee stung him, it just hurt like it does most people. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't... Yeah. It's a stretch, right? It's a stretch, just like the bendy, yeah. the stretchy face and the punchy arms. It was a little <laughs> bit of a stretch. It didn't really bother me that much until I thought about no. it. But yeah, I was like, well. it, it, it was just a strange... It, was, it wasn't a payoff that we thought was coming, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and the other... I will say this. There was a hopping man, in my opinion, in this movie. And we've already kind of touched on it. And that was Will Smith's snipering. It never comes back. No. No. Show me sniper things again. Like, that was such a cool shot. And that he's doing that kind of trigonometry in his head. And I wanted to see that. I'm not saying I wanted him to cap Junior with a sniper shot from two kilometers. I'm just saying it would have been neat, like, when they're attacking the compound or the city or whatever. Yeah. That to maybe, factor that skill in. Yeah, like maybe yeah. set Will Smith up in a tower and Overwatch while, uh, I want to call him Wong from <laughs> Avengers. Yeah. But like, like, while the, like while them and Junior are sneaking in to take out, you know, the whatever, and he's that Overwatch or something. I know you want to have Will Smith punching and, you know, kicking people, but it just yeah. seemed, you're going to show me this great skill set and then never use it again. So I was a little, yeah. you know, a little bummer. I forgot that he was a sniper. <laughs> like now that you mentioned it, I didn't even remember. Like I knew that he did that, but I at the very beginning. Yeah. But you're right. I just I completely forgot after that moment. Yeah, because he basically the whole train he, thing. You never see it again. No, really. he basically turned into like a secret agent. Is what it was. There was sometimes so. The only other time he's actually shooting people is when it's the attack on the is the siege at the in the town. And there's a couple of moments where like there's some guys that are it's hard to tell distance, but I'd say a couple hundred feet away shooting on a rooftop and he just leans oh. around the corner and pop pop and he takes them both down. So I mean that's showing the skill set there. But yeah, but it's such a quick thing that happens in such a crazy moment that it's hard to like even even acknowledge that, oh, wow, the movie's showing us that he is a great shot. They just did it so quickly. We didn't get a moment to, know, to stay here. 
you know, I'm no expert by any means, and I don't know if anyone listens to our show that in the military that might happen to to know the difference or or maybe even a sniper themselves. But I would think that the skill set is a little different for a sniper than it is for someone that can just run through and just pop people. You know, I, maybe I'm wrong because I don't know. I think about some of the other movies we've watched about snipers and they take meticulous time to line up shots and, and like you said, do the math in their head and like judge wind and humidity and all this different stuff. But to be able to seal team six, everything and just, you know, <laughs> yeah, I, well, I, I, I'll, I I'll simply say I, that part doesn't bother me because if you want to, we can use another movie as evidence, uh, you know, it's another farce or, or a fantastical movie and that's shooter. And it's the same thing. Mark yeah. Wahlberg is a, is a great sniper who also him and Michael Pena take on a whole platoon of guys and two helicopters with just yeah. a couple of guns and a sniper rifle. So, you know, like I, I'm okay with it though. My, my point simply is you showed me this awesome skill set. Now let's go back to it. It's just, you know, kind yeah. of my, my little thing, but there's, you know, heck they did the same. Well, actually I'm not going to say what they did in that movie. Cause I don't think Sam has seen the accountant yet. No, not yet. Yeah. So I won't say anything about the accountant, but, uh, so anyway, um, we haven't really talked much about some of the particulars of the movie. Uh, Gemini Man, we've mentioned uh, Ang Lee. Ang Lee directed this. So obviously it's starring Will Smith, uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Clive Owen, and CGI Will Smith. Benedict Wong is in it. He's great. Wait, wait, wait. Can we go back to Clive Owen? Yeah. And, and he looked sickly in this movie. I'm worried about him. You are? He, he looked really skinny in this movie. Yeah, he's lost some weight. I am so, glad that he um he got to fight Junior. <laughs> you, and I only mean that because if you're gonna cast Clive Owen to be a bad guy, he needs to punch something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I I, I, I okay. thought was if all he's gonna be is just the guy that just moves the pulls the strings, then you could get any dude. Yeah. Right. Just get some anybody. It doesn't matter. Get Pierce Brosnan or whatever. Like get anybody. Yeah. But if you're gonna get Pierce, if you're gonna get Clive Owen, he's got to punch something. And get the get the guy from um, oh the New York guy um, who was in that movie we love. Crap. <laughs> Cornelius. Um. Uh, the Rock is in it. Oh oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Christopher Walken? No, Christopher Walken. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh yeah, Christopher Walken could do this as long as he doesn't have to punch right? anybody. I could see him being the crazy military guy. Absolutely. Yeah, would that be awesome? Yeah, no, I'm I'm down for that. I am your father. <laughs> Come here, Junior. <laughs> I'm I'm not trying to be mean, but that's the worst Christopher Walken I've ever heard. <laughs> Well, that's only because you've never heard mine, but I'm never going to do it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That was great. Yes. <laughs> I'm Christopher Walken. Yeah, I don't think you are. Uh, no. That's like, a, that's like a puppet version, like a, like a Muppet version of Christopher Walken. I suppose now we have a conversation where you enlighten me. Mr. Hatcher. How many more of you are out there? Enlighten me. Where are the rest of your compadres? 
Enlighten me. Mr. Hatcher. What I don't get is why you people so hostile. I've been good to you. I built you a town. Why are we fighting? Mr. Hatcher. What? <laughs> I still I'm going to have to go watch that movie again. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. It's still funny. What? <laughs> oh Enlighten God. me. I love the way he says enlighten me. Like the second one, when he gets a little yelly. That's my favorite, is a little bit of yelly Christopher Walken. I think, it's, I think it's pretty great. Every movie needs a good, well, maybe not uh, serious movies. Need to, although, maybe, maybe mean, he, has he been in serious movies? Oh, gosh, yeah. Gosh. Well, I mean, he had a serious role in Pulp Fiction. He's only in it for five minutes, but. Yeah. I'm sure if we went through his. I take this stopwatch. I mean, like, he my... has a, he doesn't speak, but he has a serious role in Sleepy Hollow, but he never speaks. Yeah. Boy, what a waste. Well, here's another have, waste. How do you have Christopher Walken and then not have him he's, speak in your he's, movie? Because he's weird looking. And they give him fangs. Um, there's another oh. movie with Bruce Willis called The Last Man Standing. And they gave him... He had a voice like this. He kind of did that vocal fry, whispered kind of thing the whole movie. And it's like, you have Christopher Walken. Let him be that thing. Don't have him... Yeah. He whispers the whole time, hey, fella, come over here and look at this thing. It's just really trying to be Batman or something. I don't. Well, no, I think it's supposed to. Well, it's because his character is that when he was younger, he got into a fight and he um, he had an ice pick like shoved in his neck or something. And then he. he bah. Yeah. And then he killed the guy with the ice pick. He pulled it out of his neck and then killed the guy with it or something. I think they call him Hickey or something. It's anyway. It's a fun movie. It's a dumb Bruce Willis shoot 'em up kind of movie. Um. Anyway, back to this movie. Ang Lee directed. Like I said, some of the, that's some of the cast. I, I was pleasantly surprised that this was a Bruckheimer thing. I. Yeah. I honestly didn't know he was still producing stuff. Really. Yeah. I, as soon as I saw the Bruckheimer tree, I thought, oh, okay. And then the music started, and I thought, wow, this sounds sounds like a Bruckheimer film. I don't know who did the score, but it was very Bad Boys 2 sounding. Uh, at least it was to me. Maybe you... Will Smith got, got involved with that kind of stuff. I don't know. Uh, Lorne Balf? Balf? Ba- Balfi? B-A-L-F-E. I don't know how to pronounce that. I'm waiting for his IMDb page to load. For some reason, that's IMDb. Everyone that's, uh, I guess no one's listening to this as we do this, but <laughs> uh, but I enjoyed the the soundtrack. I thought it was actiony and and fun, and I don't know. I had a good time with this movie. I really did. And oh, there we go. There he is. The, he has done such films as he was the composer for. Gosh, he's going to be the composer for Mission Impossible Seven and Eight. Those are coming out 20, 2021 and 2022, so I bet you they're direct what? sequels of each other. Which one is the space one? The What? Didn't Tom Cruise go to space for one of these? He hasn't yet. Is he going to go to space in a Mission Impossible movie? That sounds like... I that, thought so, yeah. That sounds like a bad idea. Um, yeah. Let's see. Uh, composer. He also has done... He's done a bunch of TV. He did Six Underground, which we watched. Woohoo. Uh, Jim and I, man. Let's see. Uh, by the way, did you see they're making a sequel to uh, old, old, uh, oh crap. Old Yeller. The Charlize, dog comes back. And, uh, no, no, the you beat me to Charlize it, Theron 
Old guard. Oh, yeah, yeah, old guard. Old yeah, guard. yeah, we Thank do you. that. Yeah. We do that when we did the podcast, I thought. I thought they had already announced a sequel. I thought. Maybe not. He did Mission Impossible Fallout. You know, uh, old uh, fist, fist cocking thingy. <laughs> uh, Pacific Rim, Uprising, Geostorm. The guy's done some work. Yeah. He did the Lego Batman uh, score. That's who needs to be Batman. Christopher well, Walken. Oh, well, he's already in one Batman. I don't think he could be Batman. Oh. So, sure, all right, that's not. cool. He's done some stuff. Man, the guy's done some stuff, so good for him. And he's done, I mean, he's done a lot of stuff, so good for him. And, I again, I I noticed the music in this movie, and I thought, oh, this is very, it's kind of Bruckheimer. It's, it's like, like Hans Zimmer adjacent. Yeah, close. Yeah. Uh, that's it. Uh, let me hit my my last bit of my notes real quick. I've already mentioned my hopping man. Let's see. Oh, they did a, a a camera shot that I thought was really cool. Now nowhere near um extraction, but extraction, Will Smith yeah. hops on the bike and we go down like four alleyways, and he almost hits like four cars, and those are obviously you know stunt actor driving people car things, mm-hmm. and he goes around like four turns, and then the camera pulls up beside him, and it it's Will Smith's face. And so either they CGI'd Will Smith onto a stunt guy riding a bike, or Will Smith was driving a bike. Either way, I was super impressed with the shot. I thought it was really good. The, uh, the camera work in this movie I thought was really good. There's not a whole lot of shaky cam stuff, which I appreciate. It's yeah. not like in the Bourne movies where it's so shaky cam. You don't really know what's happening. Um, but again, that's it's Ang Lee. I mean, he's, he's, he's a good director. Yep. Um, let's see, why do we... Oh, we already have the uh, killer gets too good, conscious, wanting to kill him. Yeah, okay. Uh, Will Smith loves to interrupt people doing their jobs. Like when he <laughs> just walks in on a Mary Elizabeth Winstead and just like he knows what she is and she's trying to quote unquote still do her job and he's like interrupting people. For some reason, that feels like something he's done before. Yeah. Yeah. So it just felt like that. Uh, and then Sam, you mentioned it earlier. Glad Hollywood decided not to do the weird age thing. Yep. You know, Agreed. so when she's like, what, you're attracted to me? He's like, me? God, no. 20 years, 30 years ago. Yeah, maybe, but not now. I was like, oh, good for you. Will or right. somebody. Yeah. I appreciate that. Uh, and then I did write, damn, now there's three. So that was the, the, the third one was actually a little bit of the twist. I actually... As soon as he started ninjaing all over the place with a helmet on, I'm like, well, that's the third one. Yeah. But, but I didn't yeah. expect it before then, is what I should, I guess. No. Yeah, yeah I just thought it was like another, another guy when he kind of saluted him, told him to go on and take care of the issue. But then he started doing all that ninja stuff, and I was like, eh, this is either a third one or it's a clone of... Uh, I, uh, to be honest, I thought maybe they cloned uh, Wong as well. <laughs> <laughs> Only if he starts using magic. All right. Uh, I got some clips. You guys ready for some clips? Uh, anything else we need, to, we need to talk about before that? I don't think so. I'm trying to think of anything no? else I wanted to say. Probably the only other thing, well. I, I guess I'll say this last thing. Sorry. I think I cut you off, Sam. I'm sorry. Sorry, Doc. Uh, a little bit. Is that... 
So at the, the the last moment of the action film before we we get into kind of the the epilogue is you know Junior is wants to shoot Clive Owen and Will Smith doesn't let him. He says if you do that it'll break you or something. Yeah. And so then Will Smith does it cuz he's already broken. And so my initial thought was oh he doesn't want him to have to kill his dad. But then I thought it's not because he doesn't want him to take a life because he's shot, he's killed some of those guards, those other soldiers. Oh, yeah. So it's not like he doesn't want him to kill people. He just doesn't want him to kill his dad, I guess. Just, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it, in the moment mm-hmm. when he says it'll break you, it made me think Will Smith is, is speaking from experience, but it's not like he killed his dad, his own dad. You know? Yeah. Just, I don't know. He, he knew what might happen. Yeah, I That's guess you're right. You're probably right. Just, in general, this is a bad thing. You yeah. shouldn't do it. I'll do it. <laughs> and he does. And he does. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's a plow. Yeah. Gosh. Glad they, they had that a little off camera because that would have been gross. Yeah, that's a shotgun from five, sec- you know, five, five seconds, five inches away. Yeah. Five seconds, what's wrong with me? Uh, this line made me chuckle. So this is you cleaning up your own messes. Spare me the lecture. It's like watching the Hindenburg crash into the Titanic. That's a good line. <laughs> I like that line. That's a good line. Because <laughs> that's because that's a visual. Like you can picture that and ex- yeah. like see how tragic it would be at the same time. Uh, okay. I hear an echo. Yeah. It's my doctor headphones. Sorry. Uh, here's uh, B.D. Wong getting excited. I'm sorry, partner. My Aztec doesn't have that kind of range. Well, I was hoping we would borrow something that does. Maybe a G? Oh, taking someone's Gulfstream? I mean, you, you'd really have to love a guy to do that. I know just the father. Give me a minute. <laughs> yeah, I like B.D. Wong. <laughs> so I watched this movie with my wife. As, uh, yes. as you guys know that I do. And when poor B.D. Wong gets blown up in the oh, van, yeah. my wife turns and looks at me and says, I guess, she's not go- I guess he's not going to Tony Stark's wedding. <laughs> I was like, damn, that's cold. <laughs> oh, that, that is cold. That's horrible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then I was super proud oh. that she was able to connect it like, like instantly to yeah to you know Wong and, and uh, Avengers, <laughs> I was just because that's such a funny line. Like he's like Wong, you're invited to my wedding as he flies off, right? Like it's such a great line. Uh, okay, here we go. Um, I thought this was really good Will Smith kind of thing. Like this feels like something he kind of just wrote himself. So here we go. He is you. How's it even possible? It's complicated, but it's doable. All you'd really need is a surrogate mother and a DNA sample. They could clone a person. You'd think they'd clone more doctors or scientists, not me. They could have cloned Nelson Mandela. Nelson Mandela couldn't kill a man on a moving train from two kilometers away. She's got a point. Yeah, she does. I meant to say this earlier, and I didn't, I didn't write it down, which is why I didn't think about it until just now. This movie also reminds me of another Will Smith movie, which is why I think about it. It reminds me of iRobot. Yeah. Yeah. 
and, and only in the fact that he's kind of by himself and he's got an attractive female partner that he has to solve the problem with and and there's no love relationship there either which is again kind of nice and you know the thing that you know is sent to kind of the thing that's supposed to they're supposed to hate each other and they end up becoming friends at the end it's kind of like iRobot in the same way mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know and I really like iRobot I mean I really like that movie I think it's great if we ever did it for the podcast I would I would give it high praise because I I I like the movie a lot uh uh, there we go. And of all the people in the world to come after me, why would he send you? Because I'm the best. You are obviously not the best. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> that is so great. <laughs> That's such a great line. It, and it does feel like a... Um, it just feels a Will like Smith a very improv. Will Smith, yeah, very Will Smith thing to say. You're right. So uh, This is the last one. Oh, yeah. So this line was in the trailer, but for some reason in this edit, Clive Owen steps on his line and it kind of annoys me. So anyway, here's the here's the thing. No, you made a decision to have a scientist make a person out of another person. That's not what it was. He steps on the line. Let that line breathe. It's such a great line. You made a person out of another person person let that yeah, line have its moment instead of mm-hmm. having clive owen step on the line i just it I, it kind of annoyed me i don't know just i am i, I fully admit that's a that, well is that an editorial uh choice or is yeah. that a directorial's well choice? both i mean the director yeah. is, is is with the editor but the yet so basically from what i understand is like the editor kind of does a pass and the director comes back and goes that's a good take or do we want to look at some other takes? And it just it just seems like there had to have been a take where that line was clean. Yeah. Because, I mean, because Will Smith is delivering it, which means he's not standing there, right? He delivers that line in a studio. Yeah. So have them, have the line, well, no, it just, I don't know, just, I'll fully admit, the, the West Wing Weekly podcast is now, is, is like, affected me because I'm you're hearing all these stories from writers and stuff and they're talking about these moments on the show where Aaron makes you pause and just let the moment breathe like sometimes you there's there's more to gain in the silence than there is in the dialogue which is weird to think mm-hmm. in an Aaron Sorkin thing it's all about the dialogue but there's a lot of times where there's there's great moments is in the silence so let that line have a moment to exist before Clive Owen has to go on his, you know, get get his back up and be all defensive. Anyway, anyway I know it's a, I've spent probably more time than I meant to on a single line. No, but I, I I totally agree with, with the idea. It's 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 the same thing in marketing. There's there's a such thing as white space in marketing that uh, that helps you give your slogan or give your your message across. It helps to have a blank space to do so because it creates attention. Yeah. I think that it, it, you know, as musicians, we we take for granted the silence a lot when we are playing a piece of music or listening to a piece of music. The silence says just as much, in yeah. some cases, as the music does. And it, it's the same way for for a line in a movie or a play, or even you know reciting a poem or or singing. 
that silence is powerful at times. Yeah. 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 So anyway, like I said, I'm, I probably spent longer on that than I meant to, but just one of those things that I noticed. Cause again, I knew it from the, from the trailer. It's just one of those things that they, they say it in the trailer and it's clean. Yeah. So anyway, here we go. And now for some more bad news. Ready? There's some good trivia, but I only captured a couple because these these were the ones that popped out to me. So from 2000 to from 2003 to 2010, Nicolas Cage was attached to the project. It was finally due to go into production in 08, but Cage convinced Jerry Bruckheimer to do the Sorcerer's Apprentice instead. Thank God, because Nick yeah. Cage would have ruined this movie. Yeah, and and he fit into the Sorcerer's Apprentice pretty well. As much as I don't like him, he did okay in that movie. Yeah, but this movie he would have destroyed it. Yeah, he's supposed to be weird in that movie. Yeah, and it works. I, you're not wrong. And this movie, uh, some of the other trivia that I read that I didn't write down, but this movie has been in like production hell for like 20 years. And originally they were gonna have, I can't remember who the actor was. It was there was an actor slated before Nicolas Cage in 03 to do this movie, but they didn't have the, the computer technology quite to the, to what they wanted it to do to have like a de-aging kind of a thing. Cause it's not just yeah. the fact that one, it's the same actor. They need to look a little, they need to look different. They need to be 30 years different. And so like, I couldn't imagine a, a Nicolas Cage. I mean, it would be a different movie. It would just be a very different yep. movie. And even in back, you know, like in 08, when we still cared about movies he was making, like National Treasure and stuff like that. But I just don't, I don't think it would have worked. I mean, so. Uh, Danny, while undercover as the dock clerk, uh, the uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, she totaled up Henry's bill as 2346, foreshadowing the plot. In human biology, the fetus inherits 23 chromosomes from each parent, making 46 total for a human being. Oh, I thought that was just kind of neat, is all. Okay, now for this. Excuse me while I whip this out. Top three. Well, we've obviously done Will Smith movies, and I'm pretty sure we've probably done movies where the guy is being attacked by the government. So we decided to do movies where the actor, an actor plays multiple roles within the movie. Woot woot. Yeah, this is a really good category, and I'm looking forward to hearing now, it. I'm actually looking forward. Did you even think, were you able to find any Star Trek movies? Yeah. Yeah, I got. Were you really? Yeah. Yeah. So when we were before that, we started recording. I I asked the question: How long does it need to be in order for it to fit the cut the the requirement? You guys (laughs) like, eh, it doesn't matter. So bored. Yeah. Oh, what do you got, Andrew? All right. You know, I honestly almost feel like we should always let Andrew go last because his list is always better than ours. That is true. (laughs) I I don't think it will be this time. I think I think it'll be uh, just okay. Well, so uh, at number three, I have Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool and the Juggernaut. Wait, he was uh, the Juggernaut? Yes, he was. But what? I, I don't know that it fully counts because. The Juggernaut was mostly CGI. I don't, so, I'm so confused. I didn't know that. Yeah. 
He's the voice okay. of the juggernaut. I did not Holy know that. Crap. No. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. That is amazing. So, so I have a backup. Uh, yeah. Because I I didn't know if that one would count since that's, think that's really just a voice. I think it counts. But that's uh, so I've got uh, so I've got coming to America as, sure. as my backup for that one. Uh, number two, another Eddie Murphy movie called Eddie Professor, mm-hmm. which is <laughs> brilliant about that one. <laughs> and brilliantly funny. Yeah. <laughs> and then number one, of course, I have to have uh, Michael J. Fox in Back to the Future two and three. As uh, as his own as his own grandpa, everything basically, right? <laughs> as his own sister, his and entire family. Yeah, yeah. No, those are good. Yeah, those are good. Uh, what you got, Sam? All right, for my number three, I have uh, Michael Keaton in Multiplicity. <laughs> we're gonna go eat a dolphin. No, we're gonna go pet a dolphin. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we're gonna. I love right? that movie so much. Yeah. <laughs> um, every, we we actually had pizza tonight, and every time we have pizza, <laughs> it was a pizza, Steve. That's <laughs> pizza. Um, I yeah. also put Sorry. Michael J. Fox in both uh, BTTF two and three. Um, and my number one, as Sean is going to argue this, um, is Christian Bale in The Prestige. Because he's so. never he's never on screen at the same time. Is yeah. my point. But he plays two different characters, so yeah. But not he's really. wrong. He not really. It's the same guy. You're so wrong. So because he's never on stage yeah. at the same time. Again, if you would have said Hugh Jackman in the same movie, that's fine. They're on screen at the same time. They share time. They just Christian Bale's yeah. never. Yeah, never I just enjoyed time. the he, idea of Sean, of Christian Bale instead of huge um, character. Yeah, he he throws a ball to himself, but they never inherit the screen at the same time. All right, so my three with my so my honorable mention is actually going to be, well, you've already said one, so I'll do. Yeah. So I'm going to take my Eddie Murphy from the Nutty Professor and move that to my honorable mention since it was said, and move switching it out. So that means that my number three is actually going to be in the movie Star Trek and the uh, Undiscovered Country, which I think we've done for the show. But yeah. the shapeshifter turns into Kirk. So there's a part where Kirk is fighting a shapeshifter Kirk. And uh-huh. he says the line to himself, I can't believe I kissed you. And then responds, must have been your lifelong ambition. And then they fight some more. So it's, it's just oh. Kirk as a, as a shapeshifter. So. Okay. But yeah, it actually does legit work for Star Trek. I was, yeah, I was actually go. surprised for a second. Uh, my number two is going to be um, Jet Li in a movie called The One, where he fights himself. Really? Um, yeah, it's a multiverse concept. There's, there's a multiverse, but there's, a, there's like 64 universes. Whoa. And there are 64 versions of you. And Jet Li finds out that if you kill yourself, you like there's an, a cosmic energy that binds the 64. And when you kill one, then that energy is redistributed, so you get a little bit stronger. And then as you keep killing the other ones, you keep getting stronger and stronger because the energy is now divided over less people. Obviously, the logic, there's a little bit of flaw there, but it, it's, a, it's an action flick that has Delroy Lindo and uh, a young version, uh, what's his name? Viggo Mortensen. No, Handsome Rob. Come on, Andrew. Joe Pesci. 
Wow, it's been a minute since we've had <laughs> Joe Pesci. He sneaks in there uh, every now and then. <laughs> yeah, he does. Rob Lowe. He did. He was handsome. Rob in the Italian Job. He just fought the Meg. He's in the Fast and Furious movies. He's bald. Yeah, the British he guy. Does the kung fu. Yeah. Anyway. Carter talks oh, like this. Sorry. The transporter. You said handsome. You said handsome Rob, and I I really thought that you were meaning like Rob Lowe. No, I know Rob. Sorry. Rob. No, you're talking about uh, Jason Statham. Gosh dang it. Yeah. Jason Statham. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 There anyway. you go. That's my number one. My number one is going to be Mel Brooks, and you can either pick Blazing Saddles or Spaceballs. Nice. So there you go. Because he plays characters in both. He does. He plays, yeah, two movies, four characters. So they're never <laughs> in the same screen, I guess. I guess. I don't know. That's, that's going against the intent of the category, but I don't really care. Time for uh, this. Wait, what's supposed to happen? We have to give it a score. We have to. I don't know why. We, we still do it. So we're going to do it. Uh, Andrew goes first. Yeah. Uh, so like I said, I think that IMDb is way too low on this, and I think the other critics were a little too harsh on it as well. Uh, the Because of the action, because of the, the music, because of the, the acting, really. And I think going back to what Sam said at, at the very beginning, uh, the, the actress, um, Winstead, is that her name? Yeah, she's our North uh, Carolina connection. She's not... Uh, she didn't bother me at all. I, I don't think that she enhanced anything very much, but I thought she was fine. You know, I didn't think she, uh, I think you really could put anybody in that role and, and probably come out. Okay. Anybody around her age. I will, um, well, real quick while you're here, just real quick. When she's being walked into the catacombs and she's just chatting because she's giving Will Smith information because she's got the microphone in her mouth. That moment reminded me a little bit of Anna Kendrick in the movie with Sam. Um, Mr. Wright. Yeah, Mr. Wright, where she's like that nervous yeah. talking. Like, it kind of reminded yeah. me of that a little bit. But but you're not wrong. She it, it, Honestly, it could have been Anna Kendrick in that role. It could have been kind of really anyone. I don't know if Anna Kendrick can do martial arts like she could, but um, yeah. anyway. Yeah, so I'm going to give it a good uh, 7.2. I, I don't... Uh, yeah. think I can go any higher just because I don't know that I want to watch it again, but I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. You know, I didn't get disinterested at any time and only was taken out of, of, of the film a couple of times by little things here and there. Yeah. That's cool. Sam. Yep. Uh, I'm kind of right there with, with Andrew. It's a decent film. Uh, I'm glad I watched it. Um, and, uh, I don't know if I would watch it again, uh, unless I'm forced to. Uh, but it's at least something decent to, to pass the time. Let me give it a 7.05 out of 10. <laughs> nice. Okay. Um, to help out. So it's, it's a decent movie. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I'm kind of with you guys there too. It's great. I mean, it's not great. It's good. There's some really good action. I mean, you know, in a, in a movie that, you know, there's not a lot of original stuff. The original, the stuff we talk about all the time. Show me something new. Show me something different, right? So there's a lot of stuff that's the same. Kind of the plot's a little bit the same. We still get Will Smith saying funny things and punching people, and that's kind of the same. 
You know, there's a couple of jokes that they keep throughout, you know, the thread of Will Smith says he's 50 and someone corrects him he's 51. You know, like, like there's some of those kind of things throughout the movie that, that make it hold up. And again, this is a good director. This is not, you know, just some dude that we've never heard of. This is Ang Lee. This is an Oscar, you know, winning. I think he's won Oscars. If not, he should have for at least Life of Pi, which I still yeah. haven't seen yet, Aunt Sam. I know you were, oh, I know you were Read very, the book first. Read the book. Um. So I, uh, but I liked it. It was a good movie. I had a good time with it. So you guys were in the sevens. I'm in the sevens too. I think I probably liked it just a smidge more. So I'm just going to say 7.3. Um, Will yeah, Smith. Wow. They're really close. Everybody's really close. On yeah. This it's just, it's a fun movie. And, and you, you both said you probably wouldn't watch it again. I'm kind of with you there. Unless someone said, Hey, I want to watch it. Okay. But I'm probably not. I don't. I don't have the time where I can go, hmm, I have nothing else to watch in the world right now. I'll watch uh, this Will Smith movie again. <laughs> you know, I, just, I don't have that kind of time right now. Um, but that's okay. That's it. That's that, that's that part of the show. We have this last little bit of business, which I still don't have a, um, a thing for. So I'm going to play... Um, I'm going to play... This? I didn't mean to play that. We're going to play... There wasn't a montage in this movie. I was, I, I'm trying to think about that. I don't think there was. So I'm going to play this. Excuse me. There we go. A little dark man. Uh, yeah. Quote The quote game real quick. Last week we had a quote of uh, something. I guess you all probably know what it is. Here's quote number five, which I think you guys will 100% know, and that's fine. But the quote is, show me the money. Jurassic Park? Yes. Oh, sorry. <sighs> sorry. Every time... It is weird that I have a, a poster of 101 quotes and they all seem to be Jurassic Park. It's really strange. It's a very quotable movie. It is a quotable movie. You're not wrong. And, um, you know, I actually haven't scrolled through to see if there is anything from Star Trek. I don't think there would be. Because the Star Trek quote yeah. everybody knows is from the TV show and it's wrong. You know, so... Like, live like, long and prosper? No, well, I guess maybe live long and prosper. I was thinking of Scotty beam me up, which is never said. Just like no, like Vader doesn't say Luke, I'm your father. He says no, I'm your father. But everyone says Luke. Yeah. It's one of those Mandela effect things. That's that. So this is the last bit of business before I wrap the show out, and you guys officially tune me out for the rest of the day. And that is, yeah. Andrew had a really brilliant idea. I'm going to give you full credit on this one, Andrew. You had a really great idea that this month, uh, February, which is Black History Month, we are going to do, we're going to kind of pay honor to that, which we've never done. Shame on us. We've just, we've never done it. So we're going to do it this month. We're going to watch movies that feature black actors and or directors and i just think that's a really uh really great idea so thank you andrew so i've thrown out the 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 list and we've we're gonna change it up so next week instead of doing what we were going to do we are now going to do hidden figures now it's only Which on, i have not seen or not, even not heard seen. of until now yeah i've that's right you, you hadn't even heard of it so yeah i um, can't believe you haven't heard of it I know, right? And yeah. when when Opie described it, it was like something that I would have watched. So, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, you'll like it. Yeah, you'll like it. Oh. You definitely wear your Bosey headphones. Okay, <laughs> definitely. Uh, Hidden figures. It's only on <laughs> Disney Plus. So if you don't have the Disney Plus and you want to watch it, either you're gonna have to rent it or, you know, get Disney Plus. 
So we're gonna do hidden figures. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to Andrew. I can't. Did you just say you hadn't seen it either? Yeah, I've seen it, but it's it's been, been a, couple, a while, a couple years, because it's. I think yeah. it came out like three years ago. I think I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, Octavia Spencer's in it, and I think Kevin Costner and the guy that played Sheldon. That's the only people I know from uh, without without looking at the IMDb page. Um, that's it. So that's it. That's next week. Hidden figures. We may have a guest on the show. I don't know. Scheduling is weird with Who some people. I, honestly, it's it's kind of week to week. Uh, so there you go. That's it. That's our show. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'm only going to ask this of you. You guys, at this point, you know how to find our information. You know, CheapSeatReviews.Libsyn.com basically is just the best way to get a, you know, find old episodes. If you want to email the show, CheapSeatReviews at gmail.com, Facebook. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. You guys know what that stuff is. I'm asking you. This is all I'm going to say, and then I'm going to end the show. I'm asking you. Help get the word out that, the, that we do on this show. We've been doing the show seven years. I'd really love to grow the audience. Um, we don't advertise. I don't try to make money off this stuff. None of us make money off this. This is our, this is our hobby, but I'd love it for it if we can grow the show. And, and it has grown, honestly. It actually has grown. Uh, yeah. the January was the best month we've had in about a year. And it was really cool to see the numbers grow. So you guys are helping us out. Wait, wait you don't make money from this? No. And I know you're being silly, <laughs> what, but no. What are you guys? What are you guys doing wrong? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, whenever I see people on the, the the podcast Facebook community, they're like, oh, "I only made eight grand from my show last month. What am I doing I'm wrong?" Like, shut up. I know. I'm like, <laughs> just shut up. Eh, good for well, you. I'll but... start sharing. I didn't realize you weren't getting any of it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so simply if you like the show please tell somebody share it uh, on social media Um, you know share the Facebook link share a tweet that I send out anything would be great leave us a review on iTunes that's the best way to get other people to to find it that's really it would be very helpful if we can get the rating the rating is great we just need more of them because all the people that have left reviews have been really nice which I appreciate we just need more it would be really great if we could top, if we could somehow crack the top 200. That I mean, would just be amazing. Uh, so that's what I ask of you, and I'm just going to end it at that. Guys, thank you so much for listening to the show, and we'll see you next week for Hidden Figures. This is Cheap Seat Reviews.